Hey guys, welcome to the pod. This is Paul. I'm um, joined with Spencer. What is up? Jacob. What's up, guys? Our producer, Will. And we have a very special guest tonight. Um, he's a lot of things to a lot of people in this room. He's a, he's dad. He's pastor. He's Greg. <laughs> Craig. Yes, sometimes. And, um, and friend. And friend. There you go. Yeah. Derek's out of town this week. He's in uh, Baltimore. Uh, hope he's safe there. Uh, it's kind of rough. Um, but uh, Craig with a C, not Greg with a G, uh, he has a blog. It's called CraigNotGreg.com. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's CraigNotGreg.com. And it's the name of the blog is because when you grow up with the name Craig, everybody calls you Greg. And so, um, and then I, I kind of have this alter ego, like if, I guess if, if people think I'm being like a little stern or rude or whatever, people say that's my alter ego, Greg. So yeah, just Good. thought I, I should do some writing this year. So started the blog this year. So love it for you guys to check it out. Awesome. That's CraigNotGreg.com. So if you guys been listening for a while, you know, we start every episode with a top five list um here on the late night social so we're gonna we're gonna let guests go first here and this week we're doing top sporting events so mm. so things we we have attended or you know bucket list stuff that we, we love love to attend so why don't you go ahead and start us off okay cool so um i'm quite a bit older than you guys so <laughs> i've uh been on the planet for a while and i i've been blessed to to do a lot of cool stuff uh see a lot of things um i was telling will that like for example, I've seen uh, Michael Jordan play in person. Um, Dang, I've seen Doctor. I've seen Doctor J play in person. Uh, I've been. I've seen. I've seen Walter Payton, Roger Staubach play in person. So I've been blessed to see some things. But uh, my my number five is the Kentucky Derby. Well, really solid, nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not a I'm not a big like horse racing fan, but I mean the Kentucky Derby. It's, it's iconic, it's right? Cool, so, man. yeah. Uh, my number four would be uh, Oklahoma and Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Nice. I think. I've never been to, um, of course, that would be a home game for Oklahoma. I'm a big o Oklahoma fo football fan. I've never been to an Oklahoma home game. Uh, I have seen them play USC at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, but um, OU Texas at the Cotton Bowl is big. Isn't that technically it's a it's a neutral site though, right? It's like halfway between Norman and Austin. It is, and they and they actually split the split the crowd right down the middle. Like half the crowd is in orange, half the crowd's in in crimson. So yeah, it's a wow. It's it's a great it's a great rivalry. So and even though they're going to the SEC, that's going to continue. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, this this next one is still on my list, even though I. I've, because I mostly went there when I was a kid. I probably couldn't count how many times I've been there. I've been there a bunch, though. Um, but Wrigley Field, Cubs game at Wrigley Field, um, it's the best. And part of it is is nostalgic, but it's just an incredible place. So it's cool. When I was younger, we went to Chicago, and we went to a Cubs game, and we sat in the bleachers in left field, and they wore out Soriano the whole game, Cubs fans. Mm -hmm. Like he plays for he played for the Cubs, yeah. But he had like this huge contract and wasn't performing, and they just wore him out the whole time. Yeah. Uh, did we establish that you introduced uh, Craig earlier as dad? But I don't think we said whose dad he is. <laughs> oh. um, uh -oh. he, he, he's technically my dad, uh, but he might be Will's dad too. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Technically, as far as I know, I have two sons, <laughs> Richie and, and Paul. There you um, go. Shout out to Richie, my boy up in Michigan. Maybe um, he'll be a guest one day. I don't know if he listens. No? Uh, he might. No, he told me that he was going to start listening. Okay, cool. Yeah. Or I think it was me and know. Spence on the phone. Yeah, he says something about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so my number two is uh, an English Premier League game. Uh, specifically either at Stamford Bridge, which is Chelsea, Chelsea's home stadium, or Old Trafford, which is Manchester United's home stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the snore. Well, you've been to a game in Europe, Paul. Like, it was amazing, right? Yeah, but it's it's not on my list. No. I mean, that, that doesn't mean it's a snooze fest, does it? No. no. I mean, I drove two and a half hours to a 
an Atlanta FC game and the score ended 0-0. So I'm out on driving anywhere for soccer matches. Technically nil-nil. <laughs> are there any are there any fans more snobby than soccer fans? Football fans, I'm sorry. No, they're pretty elite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's they're like colony house fans. Oh my wow. god. There it went. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I think somebody's salty you didn't go to the concert, but mm -hmm. I don't know. sick invite. <laughs> no, 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 no. We invited you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And uh, my number one, yeah, and even though I've been there one time uh, for a Tuesday practice round, is the Masters. Mm -hmm. uh, love Augusta National. I think it's the, I'm a big golf fan. I think it's, it's the epicenter of golf in America. And uh, so, yeah, I would love to go back to Augusta. Even if it was just for a practice round, would love to be back on the grounds there for sure. It's yeah, uh, 100%. I like it, man. Good top five. Thanks. Yeah. Spence, you want to go? Sure. I will do it. Um, all right, so uh, my number five, I put um, FIFA on here, and that's just like the World Cup. Like, a, yeah. I went to a game, um, especially like if it was a finals game. Wow. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but just the energy around it and how like other countries just just like rally and unite around their team i, I just think it's so cool and i think it'd be just a good game to go to you know i actually because i didn't want to double up sports because i had world cup on there too yeah um hey we got a shot in 2026 we have a rule you don't get add-ins you get five that's it. <laughs> it wasn't an add-in no, he's in derek's place derek does it all the time true fair fair <laughs> <laughs> uh my number four i put the masters um i've never been to any professional golf event and i don't think i would like going to just a regular one like it would have to be the masters for me to like go to it i think so nice. I, i'd be like a once in a lifetime thing um i was going to give some input but apparently i'm not allowed to <laughs> <laughs> as long as you raise your hand first you're <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when you see a professional golfer hit the ball yeah. and hear them hit the ball, you're like, what do we What do we play? Like, it ain't See, I would just want to quit, I think. You know, I'd be like, what am, what am I doing? It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> um, number three is a college basketball championship, some kind of March Madness event. Just um, March Madness is so wild. Like this year, we had four teams that were not even close to being the top teams going into the tournament, and, it, and it's just wild. I think it'd be a fun. What do you thing. think about them playing in football stadiums, though? The Final Four. Like, would it's you want to do that, or would you want to see it like a regional game at like a basketball? Yeah, I would probably rather go to like the regional event. Yeah. Um, in the stadium, I feel like you wouldn't be able to see anything no. in the stadium unless you had like the top seats, you know? Right. But um, but yeah, March Madness. I love college basketball. I hate NBA. Um, I just think the NBA is trash. But that's that's a topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> but um. College basketball is so fun, so fun, especially March Madness. Uh, number two, I put the Super Bowl. I just feel like that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime event. I would love it if it was a Cowboys game, but, you know, can't have it. going to happen. Lord Jesus would come to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, and uh, my number one is... Um, college football, I am a huge, huge Florida Gators fan. So the world's largest cocktail party uh, is Florida and Georgia play every year. And they play at a neutral site, which is in Jacksonville. And stadium is split down the center. And, um, dude, it would just be Have you unbelievable. been? I haven't. I haven't. And actually, none of my events I've actually been to. Cool. So it's all kind Same. of bucket list items. But, but have, have you been to the swamp? Though, I've been to the swamp, and it is incredible. Incredible atmosphere. Yeah. Nice. Seiki, what's up? Um, so number five for me is actually the Super Bowl. Um, because I do like watching football. Um, and like Super Bowl is definitely, you know, probably a fun game to go to, like championship uh NFL. You get a show also. You also get a show in there, so that's that's kind of a perk. Unless you went to this past Super Bowl, then you did not get a show. <laughs> See, I would have loved it, but, you know. Um, so number four for me is a home Braves game, and I specifically want to go with my boy Will because Will is a huge Braves fan, and um, 
I have always been, uh, I've always wanted to go to a, a home Braves game, but I think it would be a great experience sharing it with someone who's really invested in it. So, yeah. Will may or may not have a Braves tattoo. He does. So, um, my number three would be the F1 Vegas event. Um, just because what? Yeah, I'm surprised it's three. It's like all you've talked about. It's going to be one for sure. I know, I know. No, I I definitely, like, the reason why it's my number three is because it's definitely something. Other cities for F1. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've been to the rodeo in Dacusville already, so. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I haven't. (laughs) I don't even know if there is one. Um, but anyways, uh, Vegas is like probably the only one in the U S that I just like really want to go to. Um, I mean, y'all know if y'all have listened to the podcast, we've been to Vegas a couple times and, uh, we love that place and, um, to, to go see F1 there would be pretty cool. So, uh, number two for me is F1 Silverstone, which is like, they call it the home of formula one. Um, where's that at? It's in the UK. Um, yeah, I, I just think like going to like the place where it all started would be cool. Um, also it's a great track for racing. So you see a lot of action, um, a lot of like quick corners and stuff like that. Um, so that's fun. And then number one for me would be F1 Monaco because it's, <laughs> it's legendary. Yeah. Um, I mean like. If if you know anything about F one, you know about Monaco. So, um, yeah, that would be my one number one. Just like Silverstone and Monaco are up there because not only are you going to an F one event, but you're also going to the UK or Monaco is in uh, shoot Monte Carlo. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know why I blanked on that, but anyways, um, yeah, like going to visit those places as well. That's the reason why they're up there. So, yeah. I Actually, I had the Masters and a Winter Olympics game in there, and they, they got cut. So, there's your and Winter Olympics? Yeah. Not summer? No, I, like, who wants to go watch someone throw a, a shock put or a, a javelin? I mean, there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a that. lot more. No, I know, but, like. Any particular Winter Olympic sport that you're interested in? Like big snowboarding, ski, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the like, I guess outside Winter Olympics, cross country skiing, dude, curling is hilarious to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like all of the snowboarding, skiing, and um, what's the like bobsled, bobsled, yeah, all those. But anyways, those are my end ones for Derek. <laughs> You smoking, man? No, I'm freezing. <laughs> All right, my top five sporting events. Uh, number five, I've got Monaco Grand Prix. Also, let's go. Uh, Monaco's on my list to visit, and I've in the last month or so got into F1 a little bit, so I, I put that on there. Um, number four, I have the Kentucky Derby. Nice. Um, our listeners probably know at this point I have a little bit of a gambling uh, <laughs> fetish. Um, nope. No. no, not it's not a fit. No problem. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that would probably be fun. You get to dress up and what are they? Mint and juleps? Is that what they're called? I have no idea, man. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. Don't ask um, me about the Kentucky Derby. Throw some money down on whatever weird names they come up with yeah. for the horses. <laughs> yeah. And it's so random. Yeah. I, I think that's that's one of the cool parts about it. But yeah. like you had these weird names for these horses that are just Run around in a circle. Yeah. But. Uh number number three, I have the open championship, uh, golf in Saint, at St. Andrews in particular, the home of golf. Um, I guess that would be like Silverstone for golf. Um, just the home of golf. Uh number two, I have Michigan, Ohio State at the big house. Whoa. I'm not a huge Big Ten guy, but yeah, like they always seem to play when it's snowing. It's always yeah. like there's a podcast that I listen to, and and the guy the guy always says that like a hundred years from now, Michigan and Ohio State are going to be playing. It doesn't matter who the players are; like it's going to be yeah. a sellout because it's Michigan Ohio State. Yeah. Um, so oh, I think that would be cool. Great. The horseshoe's cool, but I think the big house is 
mm-hmm. is just a little bit better. And then my number one um, would be the Masters. Mm-hmm. And since this is a bucket list and we can do whatever we want on in, on our podcast, yeah. um, I want to go for a week. I want to stay in a house. I want to play Sage Valley. I want to play Augusta Country Club. Mm-hmm. Then I want to go to the par three. And then I want to sit at the, at the 12th hole all week. You can see the 11th grain, 12th tee. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty cool. It's an incredible um, spot. Yeah, I've been to a practice round, um, which is cool. But I think being there on a Sunday on the back nine would be cool. And mm. a beer is still five dollars. Mm. A penne cheese sandwich is still a dollar fifty. Like yeah. it's, it's still the same like, experience. You can't have your cell phone at all. Yeah. There's pay phones set up. Like it's like stepping back in time when you go there. Dang. You oh. might have a horse in that race too while you're there. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> most likely. So. Um, so since we all had the Masters on our list, and the Masters is I did not, but I mean, oh, I thought yeah. you did. My bad. You said no. something about it, right? Yeah, I he mean, threw it in. <laughs> yeah, it was an. It N1. was it was my N one. Ah, okay. Well, we'll count that. Um, but since it's this weekend, who you guys got? I may or may not have several players this week, <laughs> but I I really like Max Homa this week. All right. Um. I literally have Sung J M, okay, and wow. Rory McIlroy. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't bet. So um, I saw a stat about Jordan Spieth. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Where it was like on the dates, whenever like Easter has landed on like a certain date, he's he's won like yeah. multiple years. <laughs> so wow, Jordan Spieth, let's go. He's highly blessed and highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> on April 9th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I want my boy finishes well on April 9th. So I want my boy Justin Thomas to pull it out. Did you just Google that? No. So I Googled Justin Thomas to confirm gotcha. <laughs> the guy that I was thinking of was what's the guy. He's <laughs> just, Justin Thomas is kind of due at Augusta. Yeah. He hasn't been playing great this year. Yeah, now I, I need to preface my, my information and my knowledge of golf or professional golf comes from the netflix documentary full swing 100 percent. so that's the reason why i want him to to pull through gotcha willie you have a you have a top one for us yeah i have a top one uh i'm reaching over my tiny desk to do this uh but similar to jacob it is a braves game but specifically it would be a playoff game with my grandfather um and just as high as it would go like world series game seven that would be dope um and as i said i'm big big brace for fan it's sympathetic my great grandfather was a brace fan before they even came to atlanta so it, it means a lot cool well that's our top five we're gonna take a pee break and uh we'll be back with our topic pee break pee break pee break <laughs> All right, we are back from the pee break. Pee break. Um, just a real quick thank you for everybody that has supported us and been listening to the podcast. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram. The handle is the late night underscore social. Um, that's our Instagram. Give us a follow, and uh, we'd love to just connect with you guys. Um, also, give us uh, an email if you have any questions. Yeah. Be the first concerns, um, anything like that, um, any comments you want to uh, shoot to us, email us at the late night social at gmail.com. And um, Paul said he would give an eight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You can all cash at me $2. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. The first person that sends us an email that's listening to this right now gets an $8 Starbucks gift card. Okay. But you we're have gonna, to. We're all going to pitch in for it. <laughs> you have to. All right, but anyway, yeah, for real, thank you guys for listening. Um, we're going to jump back into some stuff for tonight, and we figured since we have a guest, we have a special guest, Craig, on with us tonight, that we would just kind of ask him uh, his thoughts on some of our recent episodes um, that we've had out and uh, any corrections or comments or concerns that it has brought up. Um, <laughs> Emotional outbursts. <laughs> he listens to a lot of podcasts, probably more than anybody I know, so he, he knows podcasts pretty well. So, Craig... Man, just roast us with some of your thoughts, man. Yeah, so long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of things I take umbrage with that you guys have said so far. I've heard the first three episodes and, uh, the first, the one that sticks out the most is the tipping at Starbucks. And I will preface my comments by saying that my wife, Amy, the lovely Amy, uh, is a server at a local barbecue joint and she makes two bucks an hour. So if she doesn't get a tip, she doesn't get paid. If she doesn't get paid, I don't get to play golf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but I don't tip at Starbucks and I probably go to Starbucks two or three times a week. Um, But I'd money. But I, oh, wow, but I, but I don't I don't tip because I know that they make a little bit more than two bucks an hour, and ninety five percent of the time I park and go in and get my drink. I order you know mobile and then I go in and and get it. And I know they made a drink for me. And God, I hope they didn't get hurt doing it. <laughs> but you know they're. They're making pretty good money and they got great benefits. And so I, I just don't, as a rule, I'm a, I'm not to pat myself on the back. I'm a very good tipper, but I don't see the need to tip at Starbucks. Do you think it's just because you know what they get paid and the benefits and that sort of thing? Or like, is there certain coffee shops or like, is there like a certain area of, of like places that except tips or gratuity or whatever that you don't tip at. Yeah. I mean, I think what you guys said makes a lot of sense. Like if, if I'm a mobile order at a burger joint and walk in and pick up my order, like, why should I tip them? Like, I know they're yeah. not making two bucks an hour either. Servers make two bucks an hour, but everybody else that works at these establishments makes at least minimum wage. And so I don't, I don't always feel the the, the need to do that. At the same time, if I go if I go to a restaurant where there's a server, even if they do a crappy job, they're getting a good tip because that's the only money they're making. But I will say, having gone to Vegas Vegas with you several times, everyone there's making at least minimum wage too, but you you tip everyone there. That is true. Um, but Vegas is a little bit different uh, because I think the level of the service that you're going to get and the perks that you get when you tip in Vegas, um, you know, if you do the cost benefit analysis, I think it works in your favor to tip there. That's Ed, but I, I will add this too, though. I am a little bit convicted about not tipping at Starbucks. And so I may start growing. People change. I, yeah, I'm still like, sometimes I'll feel bad and I tip at Starbucks, but for the most part, my, our principal is they, the skill's a great motivator. I did that before we even had a okay. podcast though too. Like it's just sometimes I did. And real quick, do you have any like um, corrections or anything that we may have missed the mark on? There, there is, there is one uh, statement that has been made on the podcast, and I think it's actually been made twice. That um, I, I think I do need to refute uh, Steve Perry, formerly of Journey and now a solo artist does not play guitar at all. He's yeah, a kid. If you guys were to do top five vocalists of all time, he might be in my top five. He's an incredible singer, uh, and he dabbled in playing the drums when he was younger, um, but he's basically just a vocalist. Does he? Mm-hmm. Do you happen to know if he writes? I actually don't know if he writes. I, I think he does. Does he write as much? What about Journey? Or just like specifically Steve Perry? I mean, I'm kind of a fan. I mean, Journey wouldn't be in like my top five or even yeah. 10 bands probably, but um, I do like a lot of their music. And um, yeah, I just, I just, I know a little bit about um, their band. I'm probably because I saw making the band on VH1 or something, but yeah. or breaking the band maybe or something, you know? So yeah. I do think Journey's more of a top song list band than a top band list band. They got some, some bops. Yeah. Um, now, I will say there was another one on this podcast that you told us in the pee break that Monaco is the country and Monte Carlo is the city. I think which, that is correct. I was hoping that Will was going to fact check that for me. Will is um, going to fact check it for us. 
Will's too busy scrolling oh, Bumble. He right was now. already he was already doing it. The Wi-Fi was slow. I I, I knew that was true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not just here to make corrections, but I, <laughs> no, I just I, we just thought it would be great. interesting yeah. for you to kind of speak into uh, anything that you heard. A little bit fun, you know. I mean, obviously, it you know it kind of sounds self serving at this point, but I so far I love the podcast. Hope it continues as a girl's man. Yeah, Keep. that's true. And uh, in the moment, I didn't research it because I knew the answer. And Craig was right, as usual. <laughs> what does that mean, Will? <laughs> You're really smart. <laughs> I had one more question, just real quick. Yes. So we've got four episodes out as we record this right now. Who, just overall, who generally has the worst top five lists? Mm. Wow, that's, man, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. Um, I, I, I'd have to think about that for a few minutes. But I, I will, full disclosure, like y'all's top five songs, I'm, I mean, I'm a boomer. I, like, trash. What? What is this? Come on. <laughs> we basically about, just said trash. We're talking about the top five songs of all time. It probably didn't get recorded 30 seconds ago. How can it be in the top five? Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> I we also we have a we have a playlist out on Spotify the late night social yes. uh, playlist um, and I think it's on Apple Music too. Have you, Is it? Yeah, I think so. Have you checked it out? Maybe you could grow your musical interest a little bit. Uh, I, also, I will, some of yours are on there that you commented on the Instagram. I haven't checked it out yet, but I will look forward to doing that. Yeah. Apple Music, by the way. Now, and I will say this: yeah. our top fives, like I think me and Spencer both preface with these are personal top fives, not yeah. like. Top five right, all yeah. time for everyone. Yeah. So yeah. Do I think it's like the greatest song of all time for everybody? No. It's just it was a lot of personal preference. Yeah. Yeah. Same. No, I get that. Yeah. So um we thought it'd be fun. So Craig and not Greg. Not Greg. Not is Greg. Greg Craig and Paul are um That was kind of a Greg segment though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um they are from LA. Um and Craig actually grew up in some other places. He'll tell you about that. Um, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida. Um, Dacusville, baby. Um, of course, Jacob, we always tease him about being from Dacusville, um, which is why I'm surprised that in your top five sporting events, you didn't have like the TR dirt track on a Friday night. Really? <laughs> no, I've been there more times than I can count as a kid. I bet that's a different breed of people there. Bro, it's it, it's honestly yeah. something that you really do need to go to at some point. Like, it is, really? it is kind of crazy. Yeah. I feel like there's jokes for days it's, there. It's but. an experience, one hundred for sure. <laughs> Absolute experience that yeah. we should do it sometime soon. But it's almost like, like it's it is like cool seeing them racing stuff because it's like you know, I guess like dirt track racing is very different from most yeah. styles of racing. Um, but also to like just going and experiencing it is is a whole culture of itself. Oh yeah talk about yeah. culture shock which is what we are actually talking about so with you guys being from a completely different state completely different culture um me being completely different state and culture like i want to talk about some of the like culture shocks of moving here getting used to the people getting used to some of the things that happen here um what what kind of stood out to you guys when you moved here from la i think the first thing that stood out to me immediately was and so we, we drove, me, Monica and Gray and I, we drove across country. And so we stopped. I love the store. We stopped in Nashville the night before we came in. And we, we hadn't really visited here. We came to visit once, but it, we got snowed out. So we just didn't really get to see much of anything. So we're, we're driving in from Nashville and you kind of come through, I guess it's like Traveler's Rest, Berea, like that part of Greenville area. And we came down, is it Highway 125? Is that the Just 2025. Oh, is that the 6%? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we come by, dude, and there's a store, and all they sell is Confederate memorabilia. <laughs> and so outside the front of the store, is there's just like 37 Confederate flags. Yeah. And that was the first time in my life I saw a Confederate flag in person. Wow. And I was... I that's, was that's right by the TR 20, dirt yeah, track. Yeah, I was 28 years old, and I saw one for the first time. And I was like, where are we? Whoa. And Monica looked at me I was and said, where? Yeah. That's all she said. Wow, that's um, pretty wild. But the first thing that stood out to me was the the lack of diversity. Mm. Because I went to a high school with probably 35 
hundred, four thousand kids, and I was one of three hundred white people probably, mm. and it was a lot of Hispanics and and black, and I just could not believe that there was no diversity at all. And it's getting better now. Like in the yeah. eight years we lived here, it's really changed a lot. But that was like kind of shocking for me. Yeah, I mean, going to picking schools, it you like there are other cities in the area or I say cities but towns in the area that are a little bit more diverse but you get into Pickens and it's like I mean you you know all the black kids at your school personally because there's so few of them and so yeah I mean growing up in that culture is definitely definitely different from your experience in LA I think the last time uh, I looked at a study when we still lived in LA there were like 128 different languages spoken in Los Angeles. And so Paul grew up in that and in a, you know, a high school that probably had 30 or 40 languages, you know, native languages spoken in it. So um, the diversity was a big part of it. You know, for me personally, and actually Amy and I both, so we, we were both raised by Southerners. Uh, her, her mom was from North Carolina, her dad from Kentucky. Um, and my, both of my parents were from, from Texas. And so we had a little bit of Southern culture in us just by the way that we were raised. So it was, and of course we were older too. So it was less shocking for us, but, um, is that in LA a worldwide 7,000 languages worldwide? Yeah, I was, I asked, I asked Will how many languages there are total. Cause I, I didn't know. But even still, that statistic is is shocking. Mm -hmm. I I think moving here specifically, and we, if you guys want me to, I can talk more about, you know, all the different places I've lived, but moving here specifically from Southern California, we moved to Southern California when I was 16 uh, to San Diego. And then moving here is that there's this perception out there that of of Southern hospitality Mm. and, and it does exist. But what we found out is that that Southerners are polite, um, but they don't necessarily want to be your friend. Mm. And uh, yeah. it's because a lot of them have deep roots here. Mm. Like their families have lived here for generations. Um, and honestly, they don't need you. And I, never, I, I don't think I've ever had anybody, you know, like be rude to me about, oh, like, what are you doing here? But they would always ask, well, what brought you here, you know? Uh, why would you move here from LA? And and I think it's a little bit because they have preconceived notions about California too. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Funny story. I when I first moved here, I was um, at an orientation at the job that I had at the time, and um, so it's a bunch of us new new hires in the same room. And I was sitting next to a guy, and he's like, "Oh, where are you from?" I said, "LA." And he said, "Oh, Lower Anderson? I got I got kinfolk there." <laughs> and I I was like, "Bro, that's a thing." I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's no, I was like, no, like Los Angeles. He's like, buddy, like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> dude, Lower Anderson. Yeah, that's a thing. Were you like the LA dude? I'm dude. from the LA. I thought LA was just a thing. Like, I thought everyone right. knows what no, LA it is. It is so. Uh, yeah, I guess like locals in Anderson. Um, we, I don't know how to tell a story, but I mean, as a kid, I traveled with my family playing gospel music. And we went to a church in Lower Anderson and we showed up and they were like, welcome to LA, yo. And I was like, what? And then they were like, yeah, we call it LA. And I was like, okay. So then we made a joke every single time we would go to Lower Anderson that we were going to play in LA. Yeah. It was just funny. I feel like there's a lot of nicknames for, for places or places around here that like, unless you're a local, you don't really know the 6%. what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Highway eleven, but I, th- for me, I just I just thought I think this is fitting. It's not necessarily a culture thing, but um, when I moved up here from Florida, like I didn't really. I was um eighteen, so okay. I graduated high school and then came up here. Sure. Um, and after like one or two years of being here, like all of a sudden I had allergies, and like it was. I didn't really have them down in Florida, and now I'm like, I mean, I've been outside a lot the past like couple weeks, and the pollen is insane, dude, and it kills me, yeah. kills me every single year, and um, it was a little bit of a I actually shock. shock. 
I saw a statistic that Greenville is like in the top three worst places to live with allergies. Dude, like that was that was something I didn't deal with until I moved up here. So now that we're getting into it, all these things are coming to my mind. But like, yeah, yeah I, I the first time my car was yellow, I didn't know what it was because <laughs> the literally the the yeah. the leaves don't change in in L.A. Like, there's are there leaves. <laughs> I mean, if you go to the park, <laughs> that's the only place with trees. But like, I didn't know what it was. I had to ask, like, what's up with the yellow on the car? Wow. Like, didn't know. Does it happen in the dealership? Oh, yeah. Dang. And we get a power washer out there and hose them off. Something for me that I had to get used to was like in Sarasota, it's not a small town, but it's not big. You know, it's kind of a place where I'll let this car go by. Um, But Sarasota is a place where old people go to retire and play golf or live in a condo on the beach and then um That's the rest of it it's very touristy now like it's getting it's getting worse where like i go there um we went there for christmas this year a couple of days after christmas and spent some time there and i don't even recognize some of the things there's like a huge international mall and there's like there's so much traffic and stuff now that it takes forever to get somewhere but growing up you could get from one side of the town to the other in 10, 15 minutes. Like no drive anywhere was longer than like 15 minutes. And then I came up here and people would be like, yeah, it's right down the road. And it's a 30 minute drive. And yeah. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? That is forever away. Like Jacob does that all the time. Yeah, it's right up the road. And it's like 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, that's not. When you're coming from Dakisville, everything's up the road. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was about to say in Dakisville, like literally anything is 15 minutes away. So like, you know, that yeah. if if you're going to somewhere 15 minutes away, it was just like it was nothing. Yeah. I will say that um, in L.A., like we don't talk miles. Like how far is that? Mm-hmm. It's here. It's like, oh, it's about six and a half miles. Like in L.A., it's like, no, how long is it going to take me? Right. Like and and another thing is like commuting. So there's no real like there's an interstate here, 85. But like unless you're going a long distance, you're not on the interstate, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in LA, like you're on, you're on the interstate. And so there they say like, oh, I took the 405 to the 10. Here it's just like, I took 85 to 125. They don't say the, like, so that was kind of a weird thing too. Like I'll say, oh, I took the 85 and they're like, the, what do you mean the 85? No, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just 85, you know? Yeah. I'll say it's, it's the same in Florida. Like you don't say the, I never yeah. heard that before, but so that's interesting. I will say, so briefly, I moved to a part, a different part of the country um, for about three months. And whenever I was there, I kind of experienced the same sort of thing where it's like, you know, you talk and everybody's like, bro, you're from the South, (laughs) 100%. And then they just start asking you all these questions about, you know, where you grew up and that sort of thing, which I don't, I don't specifically remember any of them being intrusive but um it definitely i think it's something that you know with it being different cultures it doesn't matter if you go from here to there or there to here um you know it's just like people notice that you're not from that culture yeah for sure and i one of the things that's interesting to me here in south carolina is that like i feel like the generation starting with you guys, like y'all don't have accents like your folks do, you know? Yeah. You, you have one a little bit, Jacob, but for the most part, you guys don't really. And I, like, I noticed Gray and like his friends, there's, there's no Southern accent anymore. So it's, it's definitely, I think getting more cosmopolitan here. And, and I think that, that that's going to continue to happen as it gets more diverse. Do you think that's, that's because there's so many people moving from other places here or do you think a lot of it's like social media and and that kind of thing where you're you're just exposed to so many other cultures at a young age yeah i think it's i think it's both i think it's people moving here but i think it's all the media that they're exposed to and uh it just um i i don't but i don't think there's a conscious uh, they're not making a conscious effort to not speak that way they're just being influenced differently now you know i agree i agree what was one of y'all's biggest pet peeves coming like that southerners do or say or some, like whatever some some of the sayings for me one that really really 
and I'm not trying to offend any of my friends uh, that speak Southernly um, <laughs> from this podcast, but one of the ones for me is um, I'm going to, or would you mash that button? Or, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what is that? I remember, so I remember like one of the first things, um, one of the first times I heard anybody say that this, this guy was teaching me like how to program lights. So like we were working on a computer and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, you just mash this button, mash this button. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mash a button. Like how hard do I like, have to Yeah. I'm like, it? I'm going to kill this mouse, bro. <laughs> or this trackpad or whatever. Like, the only thing I know is mash potatoes. Yeah. That's all like, we mash is potatoes. Bro. So like mashing a button just never made sense to me. Uh, I think it's kind of hilarious yeah. when people say that. I had a couple. One for me is um, I like to never. <laughs> so like, what? like they'll, they'll be like, unpack that. Oh man, that. That that wreck on 123, I like to never get to church on time. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world, bro? I like to, ne- is that, that one was, word, like to never? <laughs> bro, that is one thing that Southerners do is they combine words. Another Might as well. Yeah, another one they combine is um, uh, mom and them. Yeah. My mom and them. Like, who exactly is that? Is this just all your kinfolk? <laughs> like, who is that? My mom and them. The most amazing one that that we heard is hose pipe yep and i'm like are you talking about the spigot but they're talking about the hose it is not a pipe it is a hose it is not a pipe (laughs) it's not a pipe so you guys say spigot yeah i just say hose like we just said yeah the the hose is the hose but what it comes out of what the hose connects to is the spigot yeah i mean it's not weird i just i just never said it you know but because i thought i thought they meant yeah hose pipe i don't know you know, yeah. when they said hose pipe, but they meant the hose. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? It is strange to live in a, and I don't, I've never lived in another country. I've visited other countries, but not spent enough time to really know the answer to this. But America's got to be one of the few countries where you could, you could literally be in one side of it and it's a completely different culture. Yeah. Like how, how can someone from LA and then, you know, 3000 miles away, which can hardly even communicate. Yeah, we're a big country, but like, <laughs> yeah, we speak a different language than them. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. I, I don't know. I feel like that that happens in like there is certain countries that it, that the UK really or different. Australia. Yeah. But the UK oh. is consisted of multiple countries. So you expect there to be a little cultural difference. Yeah. You know. So, Jacob, what do you call oh. when you go to the grocery store and you put things in the thing that rolls and you push it around? What do you call that? The grocery cart? Or yeah. the buggy? Is that what the you're talking about? The buggy is what we're looking for. Yeah, that buggy. Yeah, that's weird. The, also known as a shopping cart. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's, it's just a cart. It's just a cart to me. Oh, also, Will will grow up here locally as well. Marietta, so, shout yeah. out. Yeah, it's called a buggy. Wow. <laughs> A buggy is what your ancestors rode in, isn't it, Spence, being uh, Amish? <laughs> yes, yes. For those listening, um, yeah, my my uh, like great-grandparents and grandparents, things like that on my family are Amish. So, yeah, I got an Amish background. Well, um, so, Greg, you uh, you lived all over the place, right, growing up, military family, or, or uh, what's going on with that? Uh, I, I was a preacher's kid. Uh, South Carolina is the sixth state that I've lived in. Uh, I was born in Oklahoma, uh, then lived in tech, West Texas for quite a while. And then um, my dad went to Iowa and started a church and then did a lot of my growing up outside of Chicago. And then when I was 16, uh, my dad took a church in San Diego and moved there. So it's uh, when uh, when I was 33 and you were four something, we moved to Los Angeles. Um, so I think I was five. Yeah. Something like that. And so that, yeah, I've kind of lived all over and Hey, it was, it was culture shock for sure. Going from Chicago to, to San Diego. Uh, so my high school in the suburb that I, that we lived in, in, in outside of Chicago, our high school was like 85% Italian. And, um, I literally went to school with dudes whose dads were made men without a doubt. And so, um, you know, it's basically a white school. I think I think we had three African American kids in our school, um, in that suburb. And so we moved to Chula Vista, which is a suburb of San Diego. And 
I'm in a high school that's like 90% Hispanic, really 90% Mexican. And I mean, it w- that was culture shock too. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. That was the hardest thing to get used to about living here too, was like the food was a big thing. Yeah. Like not only is fast food a big deal here, like people love their fast food. We hit on that a couple of episodes ago, but like it's really, it's al- it's almost impossible to get good Mexican food here. And the Mexican food that people like here is not Mexican food. And they just keep putting up more and more they Mexican places. More. <laughs> right. They really do. And they're all the same. They're all like just, it's just rice with chicken covered, yeah. covered in melted cheese. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't know what they're queso just, was till I moved here. But they're just like giving people what they want. Like Southerners yeah. love that. You douse anything in cheese and they're in. I mean, I'm a fan, but not of the queso here. You know, we, we've kind of adapted and found some Mexican places that we like here. Um, but at first we were like, we probably tried 20 of them. We're like, nope, nope. I mean, it just, it's totally different for sure. But hey, there's no barbecue in LA either. Well, there was one joint in Venice and it was like 40 bucks a plate, seemed like, but. Baby Blues Barbecue. That's the place. It was featured on Food Network and stuff like that. But I think they're closed now. I think the last time we went there with our life group, Paul, uh, Brian Bosworth was there. That's right. The Boz. Oklahoma legend. That's another difference is um, no celebrity sightings around here. So that's that's different too. Had had our fear of celebrity sightings when we lived in L.A. It was kind of cool. So I'm interested whenever you, you know, live in L.A., celebrity sightings are kind of a normal thing. How do you respond to that? Like when you see a celebrity, how do you respond? Yeah. You just act like they're just a normal person. Normal person. Was there anybody that you you just like couldn't contain yourself? You're like, oh my gosh, it's Craig. <laughs> it's Greg. <laughs> no, I, th- I think like the funniest one, the funniest encounter I ever had was with um, Michael Keaton. No? Okay. I know you guys talked about Batman on here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton... Um, I was behind him in the in the to go line at California Pizza Kitchen, and I'm I'm kind of looking like yeah that's Michael Keaton right there and um and he when he turns around to like walk out like I'm right behind him and he just kind of looks at me and like throws up his eyebrow like he does and it was just kind of funny because it's like what's up and just kept going but it was kind of funny. It wasn't that rare of a thing like especially when I was in high school I worked at a a park in Brentwood which is like a super nice part of LA where a lot of rich celebrities live. And so like, for me, it was like kind of a daily occurrence to see somebody. Um, but, but yeah, you just kind of act like they're not there. Um, I actually went to school with, um, I was actually good friends with OJ's son, Justin in middle school. And, um, that was bizarre. Cause that was obviously it was after the whole trial and everything, but it was just, you could tell it was weird for him to be in the public. Did you ask him? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't personally ask him. I hadn't. I bet he got asked every day. I hadn't fully evolved into my eight personality that I am now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he lived with his grandparents uh, on his mom's side, and and he definitely thought his dad killed his mom. So wow, yeah, pretty rough. Sheesh. But um, but yeah, celebrities. And I actually um, I won't say I got cussed out by Will Ferrell, but I uh, <laughs> I was verbally harassed by Will Ferrell when I was refing one of his kids' football games, but. Nice. That is hilarious. So I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, I don't know what you call it, but basically like the stereotype stands true to the South. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've had enough knowledge of, uh, celebrities, uh, now that whenever I see one, I'm like, okay, just treat them as a normal person. But I've been with some people and they just like, lose it yeah. um and you're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. dude calm down come I mean, what, what would down. you do if you saw max verstappen honestly i mean that's the thing is like i don't know till i'm in the moment i know um i mean i think i definitely want to talk to him but i'm, I'm uh, just teasing you it's weird to try and have a conversation yeah. because they know who they are and they know that you're just talking to them because i think they fan. i think they really respect if you're just like hey like if you're just yeah. cool about it, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a crazy story about um, David and Victoria Beckham, um, which they're celebrities, and then there's like 
worldwide right. like them, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and their son's their son was playing basketball. Wait, who? Dave, I'm just playing. <laughs> I was about to slap next slap you. Um, and and the paparazzi was there, like trying to get their picture and their kid's picture and everything. And they actually had body doubles, so they had people that were dressed exactly the same. And they went out one side of the gym, and the doubles went out the other, and got into identical cars and went separate ways. So they split the paparazzi in half. Wow! When they left the gym, craziest thing I've ever seen. That is wild. It's, yeah, it's insane. We we had been warned when we moved there because we lived in a particular part of Los Angeles um, where you would see them more. Um, and so, in fact, Bradley Cooper lived a block behind us for what, five or six years, I think, up until the hangover. Um, and so the the people, we moved there because I became the pastor of a church there and uh, the people in the church told us, hey, you're going to you're gonna see people, you know, so we were prepared for it. And we'd only been there about a month and uh, a couple gave Amy and me um, a gift card to a swanky steak place there in Marina Del Rey. And so we went um, and we go to head in the restaurant and James Kahn literally held the door for us. We'd been there a month and we ran into James Kahn. And um, for those of you to, that don't know Elfstad, <laughs> like, like if you if you know James Kahn as Elfstad, I... I knew the name, but I could not put his face yeah. there. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, most people know him as Sonny from The Godfather. But anyway, that's another... That's a different Most, most people a, your age, Craig... If you haven't seen The Godfather, I have not. Lord help us. <laughs> let's let's talk about cultural differences. <laughs> the Godfather is easily one of the top five films ever made. What kind of film? What do you mean? What kind of film? I'm asking you. Is it like a comedy or <laughs> like? I'm telling you, I have it's, no are idea. What's serious this right is. now? I am dead serious. It's if a gangster you, movie. What movie? What year was it made? Uh, I believe it came out in 72 or 3. 72? Yeah, 1972. I mean, it's incredible. So you were 10, so you saw it later in life. Yeah, I didn't see it till I was an adult. I mean, y'all, me going to the movies is a whole nother cultural conversation. <laughs> but it kind of goes along with moving to the South, though. The other thing about moving to the South is the Christian culture that exists here. Rough. Because it doesn't exist in L.A. You know, it just doesn't exist. And so... Um, that w we knew it was here. We knew we were coming to that, but it's it's definitely different. Yeah, you know, growing up a pastor's kid in L.A., you tell people, "Oh, what do your parents ask you? What your parents do for a living?" Oh, my dad's a pastor, and they think your life is seventh heaven. Like that that's their context for church life, and like it's it's TV, and so coming here and there's literally a church on every corner is crazy. Wow. So Jacob. Back to the important topic here. You have to watch The Godfather 1 and The Godfather 2. Okay. Godfather 3, maybe, but 1 and 2 for sure. Okay. Two of the greatest movies I, of all time. I, I'm kind of with, like, I know what they are, but I don't think I've ever seen them. Yeah. To, so. to be fair, uh, outside of the film class I took in college, probably the oldest movie that I've seen is the original Point Break or... Top Gun one. You took a film class and you, they didn't talk about The Godfather. Must have been yeah. Dakisville Community College. <laughs> <laughs> that was Greenville Tech. Same thing. <laughs> this is Will. Uh, I took a film criticism class in high school. I watched all three of The Godfathers, and I watched Citizen Kane and Streetcar Named Desire. Great movies. You, you probably, Craig, you probably saw Streetcar Named Desire in theaters, right? Not in the theater. No. But yeah, great movies, and uh, yeah, I'm from, <laughs> from here. So. I think Streetcar Named Desire is from the 50s, I think. I knew that. I will say this, yeah. but outside of your class, did you watch, did you watch them? I think by this point, I would have watched a, more or two of them. Maybe. But I know how good they are because I watched I will say the class that I took was like a semester long. So like we didn't, and it was one day a week. So we didn't have a ton of time to like go through movies. So it was basically like, you know, you watched some like either a, a shorter movie or clips from a movie. And then like the teacher would teach on it. And then you like were assigned a movie to watch out outside of class. They edit those clips? 
<laughs> my whole college experience was a semester if you believe that shocked i'm shocked <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that actually jogged my memory to another funny thing that i heard on the pod um i think when you guys were talking about top five songs or something i think somebody said something to the effect that it was amazing that recording was even possible in the 70s <laughs> i'm like I don't uh, think that was me. I think it was. <laughs> was it? I think it was. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I think so. I would never say something like that, Craig. Uh, what would be, I mean, like, they were recording back in the 20s, right? Uh, I think the actual recording was maybe a, the you century. A, maybe I meant, like, the, the quality. not 2000. <laughs> the quality of yeah. the recording that they got at that time. Maybe that's what I meant. I don't know. Taking my words out of context. Yeah. Well, you music guys, sure. though, I'm surprised you, like, don't know like how recording used to happen and how yeah. they had to layer it and everything and we take I mean, it for granted now dude yeah, it's so sure. easy i, I have mean, a we, go ahead i have a friend who's like super into analog recording so i know a little bit about it but yeah i mean they <laughs> <laughs> that's like wow. genu generally what most people's reactions are but uh no i actually think it's kind of cool um and he's like one of the only guys in nashville that still does it so Willie's got something for us again. Yeah, I knew this. I'm trying to find um, the specifics on Google, but uh, Les Paul was a big part of multi-track recording. Mm. And I mean, they were recording, you know, sounds and, you know, just one track before that, but he was a big part of yeah. what we know on multi-track. Sick. Yes. Yeah, literally the guitar guy. Yeah. Cool. Any final thoughts? Nah, I think um, it was a good conversation tonight. Overall, for me, the culture shock wasn't that great moving from Florida to here. It wasn't that bad. Um, I have a, a one more funny question. Whenever you guys moved here, like obviously the diet change, all those sorts of things, there's like different, I say chemicals, but I don't really know the word, but there's like, there's differences in the fresh food, right? Oh, for sure. It, produce is is disgusting here compared to California. And See, I mean, like finding good lettuce when we first moved here was like, like this is all they got. Like this is it. Because <laughs> yeah, compared to California, and again we've we've adjusted, but compared to California, like even organic stuff here is trash. But it's all it's all grown right there, though. So it's hard to find a good avocado here. Mm -hmm. They're almost always hard. I feel like I'm trying to think of a delicate way to ask this, but I'm just going to have to say it. Whenever I moved to California for a couple months, dude, it, my stomach was done for like, I'm sure, probably a month. Your like, stomach was like, where are my preservatives? Didn't you lose like, <laughs> didn't you lose like 50 pounds? Yeah. What was your diet in LA or in California like? Um, the first two months I was there was pretty normal, like just trying to, where I was at, there wasn't like that much diversity in food and stuff like that. It was in Northern California. So, um, I mean, most of it was just like fast food or like a pizza joint or something like that. So, um, it was pretty normal. But the last month I was there, it was pretty much just salad, water, and coffee. Nice. And so, um, yeah, I think uh, the salad definitely had some. some that's, that's a great prescription turmoil. for weight loss, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I do. I don't want to sound like we're dumping on the South. Like, no, for I, sure. I, I love I, living. We here. love it here. I, I wouldn't. I was. I wouldn't want to leave. But I was gonna like say, let's wrap. Will's got something. Hang on, and then I got something to wrap I up. Let's say we've been talking about moving to South Carolina a lot, but I just want. I want, you guys should just Google Florida, man. Just Google that. Just, just wow. Well, it's because everybody moves to Florida from all these crazy places. They're not actually Florida from is Florida. A wild place. They're not actually from there. Most of the time, because crazy, crazy people move to Florida. I know we don't have time, but I, I actually have some crazy Florida stories, but you know, Dude. from, from my, uh, from traveling there, my visit. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was a kid playing a uh, little league football, we went to Miami uh, oh, to play Miami's a, a quote unquote bowl game. And, uh, we ended up staying, we, we were staying in uh, the homes of the kids of the other team well, and, and these, these kids that we were playing were a bunch of rich kids and 
they were hoodlums, man. It was crazy. <laughs> it was so funny though. So we we fly down there on Thanksgiving Day, and we go to this. Me, my, me and my buddy are staying with this one family, and we go to this guy's cousin's house for Thanksgiving dinner, and we sit down at this like massive like twenty five person dinner table. Oh. And I see the dad like go over to the wall and hit something. I'm like, he's turning on the lights or whatever. But no, he's mashing the light button. He no, he actually <laughs> he he ma he mashed the automatic doors to the indoor swimming pool Ooh. button, and it opens up to this indoor pool. And I'm like, where the heck am I, am I right now? This is insane. <laughs> Dang. And uh, yes. Yeah, so, but but then after that, like the next night, they're like, hey, we're going to go out and have some fun. And like, we're literally picking like fresh grapefruits off of trees and hitting cars with them and crafting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's wrap it up with um, what kind of drew you guys in and like made you want to stay here? Like what's great about South Carolina, That's the South? Question. That's an easy one for me. Uh, when I first got married, had a kid, uh, how old was Gray when you moved here? He was two. Okay. Um, me and Monica and Gray lived in a one-bedroom apartment under the freeway, seventeen fifty a month. Mm. Wasn't nice, folks. Like this is a dump, right? This is like rough. Seven. So that I mean, the fact that I could I could buy a house for like half that, right? Is I mean, that's enough to stay for me. And literally and have plenty of space. I mean, oh, yeah. so much more room and room for activities. So, I mean, yeah. literally what three or four blocks from your house is just, I mean, all hell could break loose at any moment. And yeah. I mean, that, that, that's probably the biggest thing is that we would have never owned a house probably at all in Southern California, much less Los Angeles, for sure. Not in the part of town we lived at, mm. you know, we would have had to move, you know, inland into the desert where it's 110 in the summer, you know, and, but it's a dry heat. And uh, <laughs> how do people live out there, man? I mean, like driving through some of the parts of yeah Arizona and Nevada, like I and you just like see these houses out in the middle of the desert, and you're like, bro, what do you do? Do you just like stay inside all day? Yeah, pretty much. Dude, I would take. This is gonna sound crazy to you, Dacusville, but I would take a hundred degrees in the desert over eighty-five here for sure. all day long. Yeah, without a doubt. No question. This this is the honest truth. Like, we pretty much knew what we were getting into when we moved here. And really, the only thing that I miss in Los Angeles is is my golf course. I feel you. The golf course that we played there. Oh, I gave you guys a half from Rustic Canyon. Um, just yeah. incredible. And even though you had to drive an hour to get there, it was worth it. And that's really the only thing I miss from Los oh, Angeles. Saluda Valley ain't cutting it for you? I mean, Saluda Valley is fun with the with the fellas, but um, <laughs> it's golf, but barely. That's right. <laughs> yep. yeah. What's your favorite course around? Around here? Yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Fer Furman's not bad. Yeah, I like Furman. Rolling Green, Rolling Green is worse than Saluda Valley. That's way hard course. Yeah. I've not, horrible. I've not been to Rolling Greens. And for what I've heard, I'm not so going. Bad. Yeah. But, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, nah, for me, I think the thing that pulled me in was like, I, I think the people, um, I think they're a lot, I don't know, just more welcoming and, um, kinder than people in Florida overall. And I think the community, like the community is tighter around here. Um, like I said, Sarasota was a retirement place and now it's like a touristy place too where just people they don't care you know they don't, yeah. they don't care about you so the people definitely um drew me in here in the community but i think i do miss like being super close to the beach you know yeah for sure that's yeah you, know, you can't that's unmatched but i um, do agree with that i i had a couple like really really close friends in la yeah. shout out ernesto i know he's listening um but i definitely have had the most like the closest relationships I've had have been here for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it, it may, it may have sounded like, you know, I was being disparaging about Southerners, how they don't really want to be your friend and all, but then there's just something great about walking into the grocery store and, and people acknowledging your presence and saying, Hey to you and looking you in the eye. Cause in, in LA, I don't, I don't think people are, are necessarily rude. They just don't even see you. 
the pace of life out there is so fast. Everybody's going a hundred miles an hour, you know, with their hair on fire and they don't even see you. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like New York city, I think is the same way. Like, I think there's a lot of great people there, but the pace of life is just such that you just, you don't even look people in the eye. You yeah. just don't even see each other. I think that's what, that's what stands out to me too, is like Sarasota is not LA by any means, but the pace is a lot more, you know, everybody's grinding, everybody's trying to, to get it up here. It's just relaxed. And yeah. that's one thing that I do love too. It's just, people are more chill, you know? Um, Jacob, did you miss anything when you were in California from South Carolina? Um, I think what's crazy is the place I was at, like they, they teach like, oh man, we're all about community. And so like people would be like, yeah, man, let's hang out. And then you would just never hear from them. Um, and so I think that for me was probably the toughest thing. It's like here, I would say majority of the time someone's like, yeah, man, let's hang out. Like they're going to follow up or, or you know that they mean it, you know? Um, so that would be my only thing. Like I knew that I had friends a phone call away, but it was, it was definitely tough, um, to make friends out there for sure. Cool. Well guys, uh, that's, that's the episode for this week. Uh, dad, Craig, Greg, we appreciate you being here. My pleasure, man. Enjoyed it. And uh, hit it, hit his website, craignotgreg.com. And uh, like always, thanks for listening. And uh, hit us on our Instagram, the late night underscore social. We'll see you guys. Peace. <laughs>